this week on the Roommates Podcast. I don't know of any person, I don't care how godly they are, who doesn't struggle with something, all right? So you've got to get to a place of not beating yourself up. And again, I think looking at your mistakes and your struggles as part of the human process, as part of what we all go through at some point of our lives and and really continue to go through it, it, for many of us, depending on what the situation is. But the only way to break free from all of this that has held you back and and, and weighed on you is you got to heal. You got to heal and you got to forgive. Anything I told Hafiz, you got to forgive. What's good, America? <laughs> I'm nervous. Y'all know what's about to happen. Stop looking at me like that, Hafiz. This is Chris, the star of the show, Pepe. And this is the Roommates Podcast, where you're entertained, I can stand up, educate, I can TED Talk, and enlighten, I can sermon. And y'all already know what's about to happen. I'm scared, I'm nervous, but I'm gonna do it for y'all. Once again, we have Stefan here with me. Stefan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Let me get some. Take, take a deep breath. I'm trying to get some out of man. I am extremely nervous right now. Um, shout out to the YouTube. Shout out to the premiere, all the people that's here. I'm excited uh, for y'all being here. We're going to do the book. This is, why are we doing this right now? This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, finding love after heartbreak. Um, I have been to my heartbroken before, so it's about to be really crazy. Also, we have the contest as well. So what have you learned from my episode? We're going to pick 10 people, free copy of the book, with the hashtag free give. So make sure you do that in the comments. I think that's it. I don't know if I'm missing anything, but Stefan, I mean, it's on you, my G. I think I'm ready. <laughs> Huffy's talking about brown eyes and whatnot, so that's ridiculous. A lot of people have been shouting me out about you. You know that, right? Talking about the dark chocolate. They call this man dark chocolate. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't, don't come to my comments talking about Huffy's the dark chocolate. Anyways. <sighs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> what, what's so funny right now? I think I'm ready. All right, I got my relaxed pillow. So you play. All right, music. so yeah. listen, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> I'm here, I'm you, ready. You, you're going to survive this. This is going to be good for you. All right, good for the people who are listening. So we're, we're going to take a good journey, a necessary journey. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Just follow me and everything's going to be all right. Perfect. So, you mentioned you had your heart broken, but kind of the same thing I did with Hafiz. I don't want to go straight to that. Okay. I really, what I really want to do is start off by when you think about something that you've been hurt by or mm-hmm. someone you've been hurt by, other than romantically, uh-huh. is there someone that exists that you can name? It's two, yeah. All right. One, name me one of them. One is God. Okay. Uh, one is this guy I met in college. All right. So let's start with God. I think that's that's a perfect okay. one. We didn't even know it's going to come out, but that is good. Oh, God. All right. Why are you mad at God? Or how did God hurt you better yet is the question. Um, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. Um, so I grew up going to church. Um, mm. And like most people in Houston, grew up going to Lakewood Church. Um, so it was a lot of feel-good, positivity stuff going on. Um, and I didn't really learn too much about sin mm-hmm. at all. Um, I just knew that, you know, you pray about it, you know, you, and you think positive, you do good things, you be a morally good person. 
And then also I compare myself to my friends a lot and realize like, okay, I don't smoke, I don't drink. Um, I have this good, you know, good persona in high school. Like everybody knows me as a good guy. So I'm into heaven. Like I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I got to college, that's my first time being introduced uh, to what sin is and my sinful nature and rock my world. Um, and naturally I view, and then I started to view God how I view my dad. Um, and it was it was kind of like, you know, great provider, great loving father. Um, but when I make mistakes, you know, it, it's like I get really like, you know, not I wouldn't say punished, but I know, you know, both of them mean well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I took it really hard. Okay. Um, so when I feel like I make mistakes, I feel like God looked down upon me a mm. lot. Um, and then when I when I became a Christian around the same time as like Hafiz like nineteen twenty, you know I felt this love that I never felt before, um, and finally feel like I was free from all my bondage, um, things that had control over my life, over my heart, uh, and I began to you know really pour into the Word, uh, really pour into people, uh, really felt like I was a Christian, I was going the right way. Um, Start making lordship decisions, but for some reason, decisions I made led to me more pain and more heartbroken. I felt like I was being punished. Mm. And it's like, God, I'm giving up, you know, what well, well, at that time I thought it was going to be my career, uh, giving up my, my girlfriend, giving up a lot of friends that I was hanging out in college, and I don't see nothing. I don't see no benefit. I don't see no more of you. I'm just, you know, in this dark, broken, stuck place. And I feel like all the validation that I had, all the people that was in my life that was, you know, hey, Chris, you're doing a good job. You are, you know, you're being this disciple. You give me all this affirmation. It's now gone. So that really brought a lot of anger towards God. And I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, I tried it and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um Second person is myself. Like uh, Hafiz knows this. I, I, and I'm down on myself a lot. Um, I don't know. It's probably the way I grew up. I think like my family was in my eyes always doing the right thing, mm-hmm. always um, just perfect and making good decisions. Like, especially my sister. Um, and so I was always like compare and when I'm making mistakes like kind of how I feel like God was getting down on me I would get down on myself and then I always say like because I think here we go like if I do something wrong um, people always tell me how you could have done better in preventing that wrongdoing Mm -hmm. so every time I feel like I made a mistake I always blame myself because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Um, so I put a lot of just unrealistic expectation on myself and made me angry at myself because I feel like I could do no no right, especially when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. I mean, like school was easy to control. Family was easy to control. Friends, you know, uh, being a good person. But when it comes to women, I feel like I always failed. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time I talk to one, it's like I'm broken another soul, you know? So 
always say I would be angry at God and angry at myself, for sure. Okay, so where did this perception that God looks down on you come from? I think probably when I was, like I said, probably introduced to sin first okay. time. So, you know, in Isaiah, say, you're right to these, I like filthy right. So I live my life by doing, you know, good things more than bad things and thinking that, like, you know, I'll get into heaven or be accepted um, by doing those things and saying, hearing that verse really rocked my world. Um, and then in Ephesians, how our, in 2, 1 through 3, that, you know, we follow the prince of the power of the air, you know, our heart desires deceitful things and all kinds of stuff that I've been hearing and realize that there's no good, like, just my position of sin before him. Um, and I know that I've been taught that sin is so bad and you kind of have to see, um, you know, change and you have to see like you're striving to get better and better. I felt like my knowledge was getting better. I feel like, you know, outward actions was getting better. Um, even me, you know, speaking my testimony or even pouring to these young boys and uh, uh, young men in, uh, in college, but I feel like, you know, my integrity, you know, what you do when nobody's watching has always been the same. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I feel like, you know, in some ways I feel like a hypocrite most of the time because um, I was struggling and I was trying to fight, but at the same time, I never saw any improvement mm -hmm. whatsoever. So a few things to touch on. One, even though I'm not the greatest biblical scholar, so I, I can't say exactly which scripture it was, but I remember there's a part in there where they asked Jesus, how does a man get into heaven? His answer wasn't, the man has to do everything right. It wasn't by his all his good deeds. It was love God first and always. Like it was, it was about the priority of loving God. It was believing in him. Th these are things that get us to that next level. If God thought you would be perfect, then there would be no Jesus. You know, for yeah, those yeah, who yeah. are believers, that's how that whole thing works. That's that's why that even exists in that dynamic. But regardless, let me ask you this. If you had a son mm -hmm. and you gave your son a set of rules, okay, and you love your son, you would give him whatever he needs, and your son tries to honor you, but your son constantly makes mistakes, do you love your son any less? No. No. So why do you think God would love you any less? Um, it's gonna sound really bad. <laughs> Say it. It's gonna sound really bad. Um, the person that I always wanted acceptance never really gave it to me. And never really was... was my father. Okay. Um, I knew. Like, I know that about God, you know, and. My dad would like, he would always speak life into me, mm -hmm. but I felt like if I do make mistakes, it was way, you know, more verbal than anything mm -hmm. else. Um, so that's why I always compare. So it's like, I never really got the words of affirmation that I felt like I needed. Um, and it was a few times that I did, and but it's like sometimes it always just, just goes away. I feel like I just need that constantly. I know he's proud of me. I know he loves me and all those, 
all those things. But just growing up, just always hearing like the bad mm-hmm. and not really hearing the good, you know, and you just, and naturally I just thought that about God. Um, just like he always going to remember the bad, you know. So you're not comparing, you're projecting. Yeah. You're projecting onto God what your father has been to you or how mm-hmm. you've perceived your relationship with your father and how he comes down on you or how he's quick to point out the mistakes and things of that nature. Now, let me ask you, is your father still alive today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You still have a relationship with him? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, we, have, right. we have a great relationship. Have you ever expressed these things to him? Um, that means it, no. No, I mean... <laughs> How far are we going to get? Are we going to get? <laughs> um, I mean, I express like um, some addictions that I was going through that um, I felt like he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably, and I was around like 2021. 20, uh, and that was our first time like we actually like, you know, talk, talk. And that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as just like this specific topic, I don't think we have talked about it, but um yeah. Kinda of, no, yes and no. Like we talked on a deep level before, but not about this topic. But not you you haven't really said to him how you feel, how he's made you feel, and the impact it's had on you. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing that has to happen. I'm scared. <laughs> You what? You scared to do it? Heck yeah, I'm scared to do it. Why? I don't. I don't. My because I know how my dad is like, and I feel like he's going to take it where he wasn't a good dad, which is Mm -hmm. the complete opposite. Um, and like most the where I'm at today is because of him. Because I know the way he was raised by his like my grandfather and the the sacrifices he made. Like I know he gave his best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I know he did. Like it's not a shout out on my doubt. Um, so I don't want him to feel like he has failed in any kind of way. You mm-hmm. know. Um, I mean, I know. I know he he trusts me because he asked me to come help him with his business and things like that. I know he has told me like you know like you became a better man than I thought you was. I mean, I heard these things before. But essentially, I just don't want to break his heart. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of that. You know? So in in the fear of not breaking his heart, you continue to break yours. Correct. Yeah. And, and in the fear of him possibly, because we're assuming, yeah. or you are assuming, that he is going to internalize this as you saying he felt as a father, he wasn't a good father. So in you not wanting to put that on him, you hold on to it yourself. Mm-hmm. But do you see that that causes more problems? No, yeah. I, I mean, I know it causes... It definitely causes a problem with me. And I know, like, women get affected by that. Well, so let me tell you. To your surprise, possibly, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. It's not just the women you deal with. It's your father still, too. Like, we think the the people that we have these tensions or these issues with don't pick up on anything. We think they don't know. And they may not know specifically, he knows something's off, all right? He may not be able to articulate and explain it, and because of that, he doesn't, like, try to dig deeper, but he's probably sensed something. And so that hangs over his head, too, all right? 
you don't you don't realize this right now, but let me make it clear. You expressing this to him is not only going to set you free, it's going to set him free. All right? Because now the air is clear. Now there's clarity as to what's going on. Now he's going to understand why maybe you've behaved or responded to him in certain ways at certain times. Because again, whether you realize it or not, that has happened. Sometimes, you know, and I don't know because I'm not there. I don't know yeah. all the details. But something tells me that even in those moments where he gave you those words of affirmation saying that you turned out to a better man than he thought, is because he felt like he had to say it because he sensed mm -hmm. that maybe you're beating yourself up too much. That you're not feeling confident. And he might be wondering why. Why doesn't Chris feel more confident? Man, he's doing so well. He's doing all these great things. And yet he still feels down about it. But talking to him about this will now open his eyes to why. But let me also add this. If you're afraid of him taking it the wrong way, then just say that when you express it to him. One of the best ways to ensure something doesn't happen is to call it out or to decrease the chances of it happening. So for example, if you were afraid that he's going to get loud and yell at you if you say these things to him, when you start the conversation by saying, I want to talk to you, but my concern is that you have a tendency to yell and get loud and I, you know, I really want to avoid that happening. I'm not saying 100% it won't happen. Yeah. I'm saying you just decrease the chances because now he's going to think twice because you called him out on it. So if you say to him that, I don't want you to think I'm think that you failed as a father. I don't want you to think that I don't appreciate everything that you've done and I recognize all those things because I do. However, this is how I feel. So you can still put that out there and, and help him understand that that's not what it's about. But if you continue to hold on to what how you're feeling, you're only making matters worse. So... To put a pin in that for a second, we'll come back to, this, to, to your father. Give me one example of how you felt like this has poured into your relationships with women. How has this contributed to you hurting a woman? Um, I feel like I go looking for affirmation from them. Okay. So like, you know, most of the women that I have dated um, probably liked me first. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't like I'm not like Hafiz. Nah, Hafiz is insane. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 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 much not I'm not like a, a super chaser and 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 I'm literally like 95 percent of the time I pick from whatever feel like already accepting me. Okay. Um. And yeah, like I said, I feel like it affects them because you know I'm just sometimes I look for something quick. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, a quick, um, you know, spark of whatever that makes me feel good temporarily. If it's, it's something, like a drug. Yeah. So it affects them because, you know, they can think it's real. Um, they can think, you know, they have my heart. Um, but sometimes, like, I just need that drug. Yeah, yeah. you just need their validation, yeah. their attention, but you're not really into them. Yeah. So, one, the good thing is you're aware now. You know, and by being aware, you you can help avoid that from being the case moving forward. Mm -hmm. But again, if you know this is an issue and you know that this stems from the situation with your father, the only way to cure all of this is to go to the root with your father. Like we can't run away from that and think we're going to somehow avoid you hurting women going forward. Because even if you get with a woman who you're generally interested in mm -hmm. and you like her for her, 
you may find yourself where you're draining her because you constantly need her validation and affirmation. And granted, we all want to be affirmed. We all want to feel loved and valued and desired. But it sounds like this is at an unhealthy level for you. Mm-hmm. All right? And you don't want to do that to your partner because it should not be their responsibility to constantly keep you up and keep you feeling good about yourself. You have to have a foundation for yourself first. Mm-hmm. So, again, to go back to your father, <laughs> it's time to talk to him, man. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. But, but listen, listen. So, in the book, I lay out a very specific way to do it. I, I'm not going to advise you to do this verbally. Mm-hmm. I do think this would be very difficult for you to do verbally. Yeah, and... I'm not. I, I ain't going to get three cents <laughs> about yeah. yeah and, and just knowing you personally... Yeah. I know that you may get too nervous. You may get too choked up. Like, it just, you won't get everything out. Yeah. Okay? And for the listeners out there, I think everyone has to understand that verbal communication of deep issues like this is always very difficult. And typically, it doesn't go well because even if you do get a lot out, it is possible for the other person to get defensive, to deflect, for something to distract the conversation. So it typically doesn't get everything covered the way it needs to. So it is by letter that I would advise you doing this. Mm -hmm. All right? And like I said, in the book, I lay out specifically how to do it. It's a very step-by-step process, and I would want you to follow it to the T. Yes, sir. Okay? (laughs) But I highly encourage you to do that because, again, if you don't get this out, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get better. And so you have a choice. Do you want to continue like this? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to finally give yourself a chance to be free from what's been holding you down all these years? I want to get free. All right. Yes. I, yes, want, I, I, I want to hear you say yeah, it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. So mm. aside from your father mm-hmm. and seeing that that's a big issue, because you, you've mentioned that you've hurt a lot of women. Mm-hmm. All right. But who has hurt you out of those women? And you don't have to say her name, of course, but. Honestly, n- none. N- none. So it was pretty much you just running. I mean, like, Hafiz says I take a lot of blame on myself, but I mm-hmm. feel like um, a lot of stuff has been avoided, could have been avoided if, you know, if I did better X, Y, and Z. All right. So I'm glad you brought that up. I think we need to touch on that. This whole idea of where you could have done things better, you could have handled things differently. That's always the case. Mm-hmm. So personal accountability is healthy. Beating yourself up over mistakes, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. All right, That's where you got to find the balance here. I'm glad that you can look at a situation and say, dang, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. That's awesome because that's how you learn and grow. All right. And you start to apply that wisdom to your next situation. But what you're doing is you're looking at your mistakes, you're beating yourself up, you're feeling bad, and then you're feeding this idea of you not being good enough, you being Mm -hmm. a failure, you being a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Which also with the hypocrite thing, and I could be wrong here, so I'm Mm going to put that disclaimer out real quick. (laughs) But in my eyes, being a hypocrite isn't simply... I'm saying this, that, and but I end up messing up and doing this. Mm-hmm. No, what makes you a hypocrite is when you say, okay, this is the way things should be done, then you're living this other life 
all right, contrary to what you're preaching, and you're trying to validate that other life. Mm. See, because then that's not slipping no more. That's not a mistake. That's you trying to live two lives and present one thing but do something different. That's hypocrisy, all right, mm. to me. But for you, I don't see hypocrite. I see human being that's struggling. Mm -hmm. That's very different. Like when we can look at what we did wrong and we can acknowledge it as wrong, but yes, we may still have a struggle with it. So for example, you mentioned addiction. I'm not even going to ask what it was mm -hmm. specifically, but if, if you were doing it, you were struggling with it, but you were constantly acknowledging you don't need to be doing this. This mm -hmm. isn't best for you. Then that's not an example of hypocrisy to me. So I think putting that label on yourself is a little unfair. All right. But yes, the minute you start trying to validate unhealthy actions while you're busy telling people the opposite of what they should be doing or the opposite of what you are doing, yeah. then yes, that is when you're being a hypocrite. And again, even if you catch yourself in a moment of hypocrisy, it isn't beat yourself up about it and dwell in it. It's okay. Stop being a hypocrite, mm -hmm. make some changes and move forward. But don't confuse struggle with hypocrisy. That's two different things. I agree. I get. I I get that part. I, and I I think it never came up in the forefront. Basically, so it's like it never really was like talked about. Like, hey, like you know, I'm a Christian, but I struggle with this. It was just like I'm a Christian. I don't think I naturally like did it on purpose. As far as like I don't do things or whatever, mm -hmm. yada yada yada. But I know that was pretty presumed. Just because um, when the community found out the ways I was struggling, it was kind of like, you know, they tried to help, um, but eventually they just, you know, turned their backs on me. At least that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really, it's really hard not to look down on myself because I feel like those people were the examples of what, you know, Christian was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the community I was supposed to have and it was kind of like I was doing, you know, things I shouldn't have been doing, so we're just going to turn away from you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I mean, I, I understand the, you know, the hypocrite. I get that. Um, and I know the difference between struggling, but it was it was really hard for me to really identify and not being down upon myself because, like I said, those people really gave me at that time, and even God at that time gave me the validation I needed to really feel free. And then once everything was revealed and it's like, oh, you're not who we thought you was, you know, then it's like, we don't want nothing to do with you kind of thing. Okay. Well, I want you to look at that differently. One, I don't know if you remember in the previous episode we did together, I had mentioned how we have higher expectations for people than God does. All I got, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. And so... You're saying Christians, they're human beings. Yeah. It doesn't matter what belief system someone belongs to. Um, it doesn't matter how they present their lives to be. They're all humans. They're all flawed. But even with that said, I don't think it was a matter of turning their back on you. I think that, yes, unfortunately, it gets to a point where if people feel like they're trying to help you and nothing's coming of it, nothing's working then yes, yeah, some people, you know, they get fatigued of the situation and they're no longer pouring into it, all right? Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that that's not a reflection of you or that's not a reflection of them saying, you know, you're not worth our time or anything like that. And you know what? Some people may have felt that way. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, 
You don't need them. You need God. So even if all those people abandoned you, even if they all did turn their back on you, you know what? Good. Good. Because you needed to learn that you have to lean on God, not them. Because one day you may find yourself again in a situation where people can't help you, that people can't be the ones you trust, that people aren't going to lead you to anything great. They might try to lead you to your demise. And you have to then separate people from God. And I think what's happening is you projected onto your onto God your father. Mm-hmm. You're projecting onto God these people and how they treated you. And so you're building this resentment and anger and hurt with God, but none of that was him. And you have to separate those things mm-hmm. because he'll give you what you need, but you keep trying to get it from other folks. So I definitely think that also in... Uh, Expressing yourself to your father, you've got to talk to God. Or as I tell people uh, in the book and, and with my clients, you need to write a letter to God too. Because you got some things to get off your chest as far as God is concerned. <laughs> yeah. But but also recognize that the, the goal also is to separate God from these people. These people, yes, that we have this perception of what Christians should be mm-hmm. and how they should act. The reality is many don't act that way. Many aren't that way. Many will carry the label and can be horrible people, all right? But you can't let that make you look at God differently. God does not control those people, all right? He gave us all free will. They have a choice and you got a choice. And your choice has to be, you know what? You've got to heal from all these people and and understand that you have what it takes to correct your issues. And even if you have struggles, we're going to all have struggles, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know of any person, I don't care how godly they are, who doesn't struggle with something. All right? So you've got to get to a place of not beating yourself up. And again, I think looking at your mistakes and your struggles as part of the human process, as part of what we all go through at some point of our lives and, and really continue to go through it, it for many of us, depending on what the situation is. But the only way to break free from all of this that has held you back and, and, and weighed on you is you got to heal. You got to heal and you got to forgive. Same thing I told Fees, you've got to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to forgive the people who you felt turned their back on you. You've got to resolve this with your father and forgive him. And then you got to resolve this with God. And and it seems like there's there's probably more than those three that we could add to the list. I mean, probably one other. But that's why I say it's definitely not a. It's not a, a woman. I now I think of. But, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I got that. Listen, hey, I, I know it seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's very overwhelming. And trying to get all this stuff out is going to take a lot out of you. Yeah. All right, but it's necessary. And it's going to be the best thing you could have ever possibly done for yourself, you know? And it's going to be so much easier to look at these things differently once you start to release these things from your system and, and just get it out in the open. And again, I just as I said to Hafiz, I think having this episode, doing it with this format, this is a step in the right direction. This is going to make it easier for you because you're already being very vulnerable right now yeah. in expressing these things. So it makes it easier for you then to be vulnerable when you have to write that letter. When you do have to eventually talk to these people, you know, but you, you've got to really get to a place of understanding these people are not God 
and and it's not fair to put their mistakes or even your mistakes on God. All right? Mm-hmm. But, and you also have to allow yourself to connect with God not on a just on a a level of okay, well, this is what Christians do. This is what good people do. Mm-hmm. More so on no. Let me find out what does God have to say to me. How does He want to guide me in my life? What is it that He wants me to do? Because earlier you mentioned how you gave up friends, you gave up the girlfriend, you gave up all these things. But did God tell you to do that, or your church told you to do that? I felt like it was. I felt like it was God. You feel like it was God. Why did you feel like it was God? Um. Because I feel like a lot of decisions that are big like that in my mind, uh, I always feel like it has God like in there. Okay. So it's 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 sometimes where it's like, man, I drag it out and it's still there, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, it's something I I know I need to do. Okay. Um, and even looking back at it now, I wouldn't change it because I feel like at that time, you know, it felt like it was still the right decision. It's mm-hmm. like. Like God told me to go to Indiana, you know, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that's the right decision um, because just simply just doing the podcast, we have way more flexibility. Well, I think there's a bigger picture to you yeah. going to Indiana. Well, I agree. Not, not I, I agree. I sorry. Ah! <laughs> it was it was definitely one of the reasons why I got there, but uh, it got cold. <laughs> I'm stupid. Anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like. It definitely wasn't people persuading me. It wasn't something where it was like, you need to do this, you need to do this. Or, you know, even telling myself, it was like, I know this is wrong. I know this is unhealthy for me. I know this, especially the relationship with the girlfriend. Like, I know it was wrong. I know it was unhealthy for us. Um, because, I mean, and I honestly, we were probably doing everything besides having sex. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, um, as a new believer, that's not helping me in my walk with God. So mm-hmm. I know... Biblically, even for myself, um, it was the right decision to make, you okay. know, and that was a very hard decision. So let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it really was God telling you to let go of all those things yeah. and those people. But you mentioned how after you did it, you didn't see the reward, so to speak. Yeah, I didn't see what was I thought supposed to come from that. Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you this. One, what you thought was supposed to come. Was that something that you came up with in your own head or was that something that you felt God told you would come from those things? Uh, Probably something in my own head. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. So one, understand the difference between setting up your own expectations versus what you felt God is telling you is going to come into your life, all right? Yeah, that's, that's tough because I feel like if you, if you know you have like, you're giving up something bad, naturally you're going to expect something good out of it. And, and listen, you're right. However, the problem is as human beings, we don't know how to always process what's good and what's bad. Our perceptions of those things can be very skewed. For example, let's say God, you were working at a job and God told you to let go of these people, all right? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe this means I'm going to get a promotion at this job. God's going to do something special for me. And then that job fires you. Mm-hmm. Now, in that moment, you're going to process this bad. Why did this happen to me? That's unfair. I follow God and, and now he set me up like this. But for all you know, you were getting fired because something else was going to come around that was going to pay you more, make you happier, and be the best thing that could have ever happened to you. You can't see that yet. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in the moment. 
And again, we process things a certain way and we think this is bad. This is the worst thing that could have happened. But the worst thing that could have happened could be the best thing that could have happened to you. And so you have to be patient. So when you say, you know, that was God that told you to do that and you feel very confident about the decision mm-hmm. you made. For future reference, I'm saying, stick with the process. The process doesn't always bring an immediate reward, mm-hmm. but the reward is coming. So I'll use me as an example. You know, I always felt God was telling me to do this, this whole writing a book, relationship mm-hmm. stuff. And for the first, I don't know, three years, I was broke. Mm-hmm. Four years. I don't know how many years it was. It was a long time, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, dead broke, broke, yeah. broke. Yeah. And it was a struggle. And so even people were like, well, how can you tell us God is telling you this when you're still broke, when you're still struggling? But just because it hadn't happened yet doesn't mean I heard wrong. It just means the time did not come. Now we fast forward and I'm good. I'm doing better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> I'm doing better than the people who were yeah, yeah, yeah. telling me, get a real job. What are you doing? This is pointless. Leave it alone. Yeah. So I give that example to simply say, don't get caught up in what's happening at the moment. That's how faith is tested. You know, your faith isn't tested until what's happening in front of you doesn't line up with what you to- felt God told you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's when you're really going to be put to the grind and be like, all right, what are you going to do now? Are you going to still listen to God? Or you're going to go on your own way. But I say this to you, not for you to go back and beat yourself up about how you handled it, but for you to be strengthened moving forward. Because as you continue to have a relationship with God, you're going to hear more things. You're going to be led in certain ways. And you've got to be able to trust the process. Sometimes it takes time. You know what I'm saying? But again, I think that ultimately, you've got to resolve your differences with God. Because here's one thing I've learned. If we have any issue with God, we somehow think that we can have this issue, but still live this godly life or still be this good person on the right path and we can manage the situation, but you can't. Mm -hmm. That disconnect you got with God, because at, at the core of who you are, you have a foundation of God. All right. You have that belief system. That is what you've been living or trying to live. And so with this disconnect that you have in this area with him, that's creating a disconnect in all the other areas. Mm -hmm. And that makes it harder for you to have clarity as to what he wants you to do, how you should be handling things, and being able to be more confident and faithful in certain situations. So definitely, your father and God, which, you know, again, it's it's funny because you've combined those two things in your life. Mm -hmm. But one, we need to separate them, and then we need to address them properly. And I really, I'm certain... You do this, your life is going to change, bro. It's going to be very, very different. And especially with these unhealthy relationships you've had with women, that's going to come to a stop completely. Because as much as you may be trying to stop it right now, Mm -hmm. if you don't heal, you will be back in a situation like that. You know? So are you prepared to take these steps? Don't don't ask me like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I need I'm, you. Like I'm paying you to do this. <laughs> I need you to stay. You are mm. prepared to take these steps. I'm gonna do it. God dang it. I'm All prepared right. to okay. take these steps. Good. Good. You know I'm gonna hold you to it. Unfortunately, I know you're gonna do it. <laughs> nah, nah, I know it needs to be done. Um, because I mean I'm, I'm I like I'm cool, like I got so used to beating myself up, I'm cool with it. But when I'm affect other people, that's like a problem. Yeah, but you're not cool with it, man. I mean, it's, uh, you you cope. 
There you, you manage. Go. I'm, I manage. I manage. All right. I'm but sorry. that's not healthy. No, it's not. That's not healthy I agree. at all. I agree. All right. People manage with diseases and illnesses. Yeah. That that's still not still not healthy. What disease? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um... No, but I mean, listen, you're doing the right thing. And it was brave of you to sit here and talk about these issues and be transparent because again, there's people listening to this right now, they mad at God too. Mm-hmm. And they needed to hear this. You know what I'm saying? There's people who got issues with their father or their mother and they needed to hear this. So know that in you doing what you need to do, you're going to help set other people free. Because when they see, man, Chris was able to get up there, talk about these things. And then, you know, maybe one day we have an episode and have a follow-up to, okay, did y'all do the steps? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? What came of it? And they see those positive results, those amazing results. They're going to be inspired now. And that's the wonderful thing about this. So, I mean, feel proud, man. Like, I think one thing I want to add is you got to start giving yourself credit. I don't I, give myself credit yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a problem. And listen, I, I will be honest and transparent and say I've had the same issue in my life. I don't, I don't want, I'm so afraid of being arrogant and letting that get to my head. So I just be like, no, I'm just okay. not giving myself nothing. I'm going to help you with that. The way that you stay humble while still being confident and giving yourself credit is to one you recognize that all that you've become all that you do is you're giving that glory to God mm-hmm. all right so like I recognize no matter how great of a speaker I am no matter how successful I am I've gotten here because of God it, it's on him he gets the glory that will keep you humble because you know you're not bigger than anybody else you're, you're not it's not that you're just so great and so much better and you're higher up is that you're doing what God wants you to do and you're being blessed for it, mm-hmm. all right? But you still got to be confident. You still got to give yourself credit because when you don't, you beat yourself up, you hold yourself back, and you don't empower yourself to do the things that God wants you to do. Because here's the thing, if God wants you to conquer something else and you still here dwelling on your mistakes, beating yourself up, mm-hmm. you will never take that step. So you cheating him. Yeah. So he wants you to feel good about yourself. He wants you to be confident. Pat yourself on the back, <laughs> all right? Celebrate moments. When you do certain accomplishments, say, yeah, you know what? I did that with God's help, but yeah. I did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you find the balance of being confident and still being humble. Because I get it. I don't ever want to be arrogant either. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I, and I swore on everything before I started on this journey, I will remain humble no matter what. Yeah. So that's great. That's a wonderful, I applaud that. But do not let that stop you from still nurturing the confidence you need, nurturing the belief in yourself that you need, and recognizing that you have something special in you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you got you to gotta run with that. You got to take it and live up to it because God wants you to do that. Are you done? No, no, definitely. No, I definitely agree. I mean, you you felt awkward with me telling you all that, huh? I mean, I do. I don't, I I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to hear the truth, you know, and it's tough to swallow. And let me say this just practice, bro. No pressure. Don't overwhelm yourself. Nobody's expecting you to be this super ultra confident, free of all issues guy tomorrow. Yeah. But just start practicing. When you start noticing you're beating yourself up, stop yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop being comfortable. You see how you said you're cool with beating yeah, yourself yeah. up? Stop. 
Stop being cool with it. Stop being comfortable with it. When you start, stop yourself, remind yourself, nah, you good. And you, you focus, you're going to keep doing what you need to do, you move forward, all right? And just, you got to change, you got to reprogram your mind, mm-hmm. all right? And I, I believe as long as you got to tell yourself those positive affirmations. If necessary, I challenge you, go get some sticky notes, mm-hmm. write some positive stuff on there, slap that thing on your window, slap it on your door, slap yeah. it wherever you got to see it to remind yourself of those great things, to remind yourself that you are good, to remind yourself, listen, you, you again, you... As your father said to you, you've developed into an even greater man than he expected. Mm-hmm. And you still got more growth to go. You still going to be even better than you are today. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So embrace that. Remind yourself any kind of way you can. You know. So like I said, it, give yourself the positive affirmations you're seeking from your father, from the girls you're with. All these things. Granted, I, I hope you got to say girls with the S. Slow down. Slow down. Listen, Whoa. I, I, I'm just using the information yeah. you provided yeah, today. <laughs> That's cold blooded, right? <laughs> nah, you're right. Um, in closure, because I'm done. I'm done with you. All right. I'm done with this. <laughs> Thank you, Hafiz. Not really for putting me through this. Um, but just like Stefan said. We need to heal after heartbreak. Is sometimes it's more than just a man or a woman. Um, it can be your father. It can be your mother, or it can be God. <clears throat> so that's one thing that I feel like I know I'm gonna do what He told me to do, um, and really take those steps, become better, and heal. And I just want you all, the listeners, to know that you know. Reach out to me, reach out to us, reach out to Stefan for sure, and get the book um, because it's a step towards the direction that the life you want to have and you want to lead. Um, that's all I got. You have any, anything in closure? Um, I, I guess I just want to say don't be ashamed to be mad at God. I've been don't, mad before. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm and, and listen, that's. It's a human thing. Yeah. I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves, most of us have been there, but we're not willing to embrace it and accept it for what it is. And we don't face that reality. And in not facing it, again, we always create more issues and we create a greater disconnect with God. And, and that's not going to be healthy if that's really where we know we belong and what we we want to be able to walk on that path with him. So I think to everybody, you know, let it out. Let God know how you feel. He already knows. Wow, that was very loud. <laughs> <laughs> let it out. God already knows you're upset. God already knows you have that tension, resentment, anger, whatever towards him. There's no need to hold back on it, you know, but understand that he only wants the best for you, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He's not trying to punish anybody. But yeah, when we make certain decisions in life, we, we will suffer some, certain consequences. Mm. That's life, yeah. you know, but that's not punishment. That's just reality, you know, and, and we have to separate those things and not put it all on, on God um, and not beat ourselves up when we don't make the right choice mm-hmm. because we've all been there too, you know, and when we can learn from our mistakes and not dwell on it, we can grow. And when we grow, we experience a better life. We, we experience more blessings and just everything is better overall. So I just hope everybody listening takes this seriously. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We, we laughed, we joked, but at the yeah. same time, this is real stuff. Yeah. And, it, and 
you know, you listening right now, you may be going through the exact same things. Embrace that. Let's do something about it. As Chris said, get the book. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Get your healing. Let's not stay in these negative cycles anymore. It's time to break free. It's time to heal. And it, it's time to live life to your true potential. Lovely. Amen. Um, remember, always to share, share, share. Follow, like, subscribe. Where they can find you, Stefan? Uh, find me at Stefan Speaks um, mm, mm, or on my mm. website, stefanspeaks.com. That's where you get the book as well? Uh, you can get the book, findingloveafterheartbreak.com. Boom. So as I said in the beginning of the show, this is Chris to start the show, baby. If you want a free copy of the book, make sure you comment what you have learned. Hashtag free gift. I may pick you. I may not. Don't get mad at me. It is what it is. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs>